Welcome to the next episode of Splitting Cases. It's a man that's been on the podcast before. The last time he was on the podcast, we podcast from a tent at uh, the Gumball Festival in the Hunter Valley. And he's back for a very similar festival. He's in town for a little bit beforehand. His name is Dave Garnum. And last time he talked about Tim Rogers. Thank you for having me. Less of a beard, more of a sweet moustache. The beard still had the moustache. But yeah, That's true. I feel it's less of a moustache if you've got a beard around it. It's all just part of the beard. Yeah, I'll pay that. Yeah. yeah. 100% it's, less long neck. It's an ensemble, really. you know? Yeah. Now it's just solo. Yeah, it's like wearing a it's vest. It's breaking out. Wearing a vest with no pants. There you go. <laughs> oh, it sounds like my dream. Oh my God. <laughs> what, me wearing a vest and no pants? Well, no, me. It's just like being able to wander around in a vest and no pants. It's like fancy, but comfortable. <laughs> You're just yogi. <laughs> that man got fashion right Well that bear got fashion right He's like okay You know I'm formal enough Fashion in picnics That's all he cares about <laughs> I'm formal enough for the public No pants though What is your topic? Uh, well I guess Charles Jenkins in general Are we going to go more the ice cream hands? Are we going to do the whole We can go wherever I'm more inclined to know more about ice cream hands But yeah. At the same time, it's more about what you love and what you know. And Charles Jenkins is a very a very storied guy. He's had a couple of bands. He's had his own solo stuff. He's done some producing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we can go Charles Jenkins. Yeah. All right. Done. I, haven't, I, I know nothing about his first band, Mad Turks. The Mad Turks from Istanbul, which I think, from memory, because he went to uni... I think he went to uni in Adelaide. So I think they might have been an Adelaide band. Man, which is so weird because I picture Jenkins and Ice Cream Hands as very, very Melbourne. Yeah. You know? uh, so it feels weird to think of him as an Adelaide kind of... I don't know, I don't know if I've just made that up, you know. <laughs> um, but Because I, I think he just grew up... Let's go pub trivia rules. No one yeah. needs to Google. I that because he grew up... Um, Mildura, I think. I really mm. should know all these things. Or maybe the Mad Turks of Istanbul came when he came to Melbourne. So you reckon it might have... Uh, the gems might have formed in Adelaide, but it may have... Yeah. May have come together in Melbourne. These are all possibilities. Or did he yeah. drop the of Istanbul when they got to Melbourne? I don't know. I didn't realise there was any I dropping. I they dropped the... I always thought it was just Istanbul. the Mad Turks, but maybe that was what people... That was kind no, of the... I think they started as the Mad Turks of Istanbul and dropped the of Istanbul. Does that make it less racist? <laughs> Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, right. I'm uh, not judging. They're Mad Turks um, wherever they're from. Yeah. They're just mad. Well, because I remember he, Charles was very impressed. We did a gig in... Um, in Darwin, when he was up, Charles Jenkins, he was one of the producers on our um, album that we released in 2012. So, like so I say, I, I, that's why I feel bad not knowing exactly <laughs> <laughs> these finer points that I think I must have took for granted. Because I'm like, yes, of course. Otherwise, otherwise, he was just very hard on himself without that prior knowledge, you know. I should know these things. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um uh, that yeah, we we did a gig up in Darwin, and someone actually, a fan, came with a vinyl of the Mad Turks, uh, wanting to get it signed, and he was that's kind of, awesome. And he was blown away by that. So yeah, I, I don't think with uh, my understanding from that, I don't know if a lot of ground was covered with with that band. What kind of band were they? Because I've never actually even heard the Mad Turks. Yeah. Um, uh, while I'm making stuff up. Go for it. Uh, Go I, for it. I think... Uh, it's very much like the Berlin years of Bowie. Um. Yeah, that's exactly... It's dark, really atmospheric. 
band. I'm feeling power chords and and maybe a bit of attitude. I'm I'm I'm. Are we both just guessing here? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, both yeah, just totally. making stuff up. Wildly. Oh, good. I'll you just... can join in if you like. Later era monkeys. Ooh, that's a terrible reference. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was just throwing some shit out here. I didn't know we were judging anything. Um, but yeah, so I suppose based on us just making stuff up about. Chuck's first band. Should we uh, should we go into territory that we're more comfortable with? <laughs> Let's go into territory that we're more comfortable with. Mm. So when did Ice Cream Hands start and Mad Turks end? I don't know. Um, oh, if I has had to hazard a guess, because I I only stumbled across them through Sweeter Than the Radio. Yeah. Um, they did have an album out before that. That would. I, so I'm, I'm thinking late nineties. Yeah, Sweeter Than the Radio was like ninety eight, ninety nine. Mm, I think it was maybe like two thousand ish, maybe. It was around that. Like ninety nine, two thousand. Ending ending yeah. of the nineties era. Yeah. 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 I guess there was a lot of. Maybe not a lot, but there was certainly like some um, whole bunch of power pop esque records coming out on Rubber Records at the time. Mm. Yeah, With Ice Cream Hands and Even and Even though oh bunch, wow, like a bunch of other bands. Oh, Even is that what you're gonna say? No, I was just gonna say even though uh, you got in at Sweet in the Radio, that's sort of like their seminal album in terms of one of the most well-known ones apart from Broken UFO. Mm. Um, Memory Lane Traffic Jam? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Maybe there's... there's It's okay that you don't quite remember that one because, yeah, Sweeter Than the Radio was the main kind Mm. of... That was more... That was the most successful one, right? Yeah. And it's a cracking album. I kind of went back and revisited it. it Yeah. um, It hasn't dated. It's still... Spirit Level, Windowsill, Mm. Yellow and Blue... Dodgy. Dodgy Nipple. Mm. Picture disc from the Benelux. Catchy track. That oh, it's one of my favorites. Mm. It's definitely, well, actually, possibly is my favorite on the record. Gasworks Park is on that record too? Yeah. Yeah, seriously fucking great record. Yeah. When you think of like UMI's Hourly Daily, which is kind of a almost, it's, it's like a very comparative record. Um, you know, that is incredibly lauded because it's a great record and it's wonderful and that's awesome. But it's weird and the radio it doesn't get the credit it's due, I think, a lot of the time. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. You know, it really should be yeah, lauded as one of the finest Australian albums in the history of the world in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> in the history of the world in Australia. Yeah, but, but also, you know, that's it. A good record here is a good record anywhere. But yeah, because as we were saying before, like five singles. Like that's pretty crazy to think uh, that a band um, that was still, you know, they may have played on... Hey, hey, it's Saturday, but that, was still, <laughs> but that was still far away from mainstream um, to have uh, to have five singles. It's, by the way, off on a tangent, it's amazing to look at some of those old clips of Hey, hey it's Saturday and just the, the ins and outs of, of you know, Daryl and Nozzy, the ostrich and everything, introducing them and coming out from there. Just some of the bands they had on and some of the performance. It's mm. just amazingly ill-fitted. It's just... It's, it's a time capsule. When you think that amazing, we're not doing ourselves any favors on the world stage here. What are we doing to ourselves? <laughs> mm. But no, it's but no. It's like hey, Saturday was a huge rated program. It was a massive thing. It was an institution. So yes, it's well, a mean, good thing. Well, I mean, get but... why bands agreed to go on it. But it's more like once you're there, oh shit, what is this setup? Why mm. am I talking? It's just the in between ostrich. <laughs> yeah, well, because it, it's it's as ill-fitted as a Daryl Summer, Summers knitted jumper. As uh, you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll 
Good cut that. That wasn't my strongest work. But no, was, <laughs> I, I only just recently discovered that it actually, with the whole ostrich thing, that it actually started off as a kids program. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's, that. like, it was a thing that was no on Saturday way. morning or whatever, and then that's, like, they moved it from that Was this to... pre-Summers, or he was part of the original? No, I, I, my understanding was I was having a conversation with, um, I think it might, might have been one of the guys in the band. Who I was are, talking to Daryl. Yeah, yeah, just uh, old DS. And, um, yeah, I, I, someone who was a bit older than my good self. And yeah. they were saying, no, it actually used to be a kids' program. Wow, I didn't know that at all. Predated aggro. But, oh, yeah, pre- definitely predated aggro. Anyway, sorry, where were we? You, you you are actually doing a 2015 no drinking. Yes. Which is a, a huge rule for people who have been drinking all afternoon. Um, <laughs> so it definitely cannot be blamed on you. What is the vintage that you have in your hand at the moment? I am on the alcohol-free uh, Hefeweiss beer. Um, so, you know, I can still feel like the big boys. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's fizzy. It's malty. It's good. We're still splitting it. Case. Damn right. Yeah. Look, well, what Pointy and I are drinking is a mishmash of cases that have been, that have just existed in the fridge for a little while. So that is part of a mishmash of cases. Nothing is consistent in terms of theme, beer. Quality of these episodes. Quality of episodes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, yes, yeah, so sweeter than the radio. Obviously not talking about our current guest. Incredible quality. Vintage. Oh, no, ready of course to go. not. <laughs> now, yeah, sweeter than the radio sort of being the pinnacle. Where'd they go after that? Um, so, yeah, what was the name of the, the album with Rain Howe Shine? That was Broken, uh, Broken UFO. UFO. Yeah. Broken UFO, yeah. Named after one of the settings on Jenkins' keyboards. Yeah, right. Yeah. There you go. Broken UFO. Which, of course, had that track, which I quite like. And as I mentioned, Rain, Hail, Shine, mm. which I, I love. Um, I actually played it. It's, there was requested to play at someone's wedding, which oh. I was quite impressed. Um, it's a family time there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold on. But well, you were playing at a wedding and you played a Child Jenkins song. Yeah, yeah. The, the bride and groom requested it. And it was That's like just, just after they got, got hitched. Um, yeah. Belted that track out. Oh, that's lovely. Um, part of the reason I knew who Charles Jenkins and Ice Cream Hands were is in the early two, like really early two thousands, probably maybe two thousand four. Mm. Charles was playing a few solo gigs in Melbourne, and I was living with my brother for a little while, and we went to a few Sunday afternoon sort of just locate gigs, and he played acoustic, and Josh had seen him quite a few times, and they knew each other a little bit, and we I had a couple of good chats to him at the bar and then next thing i knew like um the record store was closing down and i was like oh ice cream hands best of i should probably listen to this guy he was really good at the pub and i got really good into ice cream hands and then my brother got married a few years later and he played the wedding yeah right and um played a bunch of ice cream hands songs i think a couple of songs that meant a lot to josh and amy but it was really sweet he's a really good guy he wore like a kind of a tan suit and it was at the zoo yeah, right. Charles Jenkins, tan suit, zoo, playing I'm, ice cream hand songs. I'm there. That's know. pretty good. Yeah. No, he's, um, yeah, well, because he, he's a really nice guy. Like, mm. You know, I know it's, it's you, you know, you meet a lot of li- nice people, but he's just got this beautiful way of speaking. And, um, yeah, I kind of half expect him to, to wear a cravat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean that. that with, yeah, no, that wouldn't surprise me. That's, yeah. 
Yeah, he's just... Uh, yeah. You just seem as a distinguished gentleman. Yeah, yeah I know. And that's, what, and that's what's required of a distinguished gentleman. Yeah, yeah, it might seem like a bit of a, uh, you know, not, not a very nice thing to say about someone in the wake of... Uh, <laughs> Master Chef or all these things uh, getting around, but yeah, he's, he's Cravat's got a bad name for a while though. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, Charles, he's he's um, you know, he's a gentleman and he he speaks well and uh, a treat to have around. Uh, moving on from Broken UFO, like the, the Fine China came out like early, like the Good China, wasn't Good it? China, Fine mm, good, good China, China. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Fine China. Was that like early two thousand tens ish? I don't 12, think it was 11? that late. I think it was more like 2008, maybe 2009. Did they sort of split for a while there? I think it was it was a, a hiatus. Yeah. Um, and I think for, for the good China, that was mainly driven by Marcus and Dougie. And um, and I think Charles Moore saw that as, as more their album. Mind you, like... Uh, one particular song which i think is is i still get into my head every now and again yeah and fits into that category of one of those perfect songs like you'll count on one hand for the rest of your life my mother was a dancer oh my god i just think it's it's just got this i don't think i gave that album the time i should have oh man i think it might have been one of the later tracks on that record but yeah. it's just um you know i i, I can't floor it as mm. a song the two jenkins records i have you put out like three or four um, first one would have come out early 2000s-y, so that's kind of not long around the time the Best Of came out, which is, was that their last record as Ice Cream Heads? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think the Good China might have been the last one. Well, before the Good China, which was a few, few years later after that. Because mm. Charles just pretty much focused on solo for yeah. a while. Yeah, Bungalow, yeah, Bungalow came out, I reckon, maybe 2002, 2003 off the top of my is head. Is that a Renault yeah. purchase? Yeah, oh, that oh, one is, yeah, City Gates. Um, that was... Uh, City Gates was 2005. Yeah, right. So I reckon Bungalow would have been... Got to be 2003, right? Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Timing-wise. But yeah, his solo work was really super good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was um, very excited. Because, yeah, I think I was living in Melbourne around that time. Mm. And, yeah, Charles was playing... Um, you know, a lot around the corner. The Brunswick Green was the place in particular that I'd seen. That's him. where I'd gone to see him a few times. Yeah. It's very cool. possible we were at a couple of the same gigs. Damn straight. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, 2003, 2004-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because I think his first solo record, Bungalow, um, as it was described at the time, Bungalow was more of a Sunday afternoon record and the City Gates was more of a step to a to a... Friday or Saturday night. I could hear that, yeah. Um, but yeah, and some great tracks on Bungalow. I know um, Capsicum Spray. Oh um, man, Capsicum Spray. is absolutely beautiful. Your record collection. Yeah. Um, another great track. All the Pretty um, Girls in Barcelona. Yeah, and I think Davey Lane played on that record. I don't know if Davey's played on all of Chuck's records, but I know Davey was definitely on that one, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Davey actually played with um ice cream hands this year yeah right and he um well this was playing, mixed by shana mara the yeah. i think it might have been produced recorded and mixed by shana at mara. pigsty this year um ice cream hands played they did um yeah davy uh, lane on, on the radio and davy played guitar 
Yeah, with I, ice cream hands. Yeah, th- that is so good. Yeah, I, I was when I saw that because that was was that the ten year and what year anniversary yeah. are we of Sweeter Than the Radio? It'd probably be a little bit more than ten. It'd years, be more than it? ten, yeah. even if it came out in two thousand and nine, two thousand and one ish. Yeah, sometime fifteen anniversary. Yeah. But Let's you, just make up a year and run with it. So yeah, yeah, it's about fifteen years. We're yeah. making up a lot 83, of stuff. Eighty-three. Yeah. You may have guessed that by now. Well, um, yeah, because I was I saw that run of shows and I was so tempted to to splash out and come down from the top end yeah. to see it because that how, how was it? I didn't get to go. I didn't so. get to go you either. Guys. I yeah. fucking know. <laughs> you don't need to tell me. I feel like I had a decent excuse given, you know, I had a child. Yeah. In this time, I've not been able to go as to as many gigs as usual. All right. I had no excuse other than he's my usual gigging partner. Yeah, okay. And you what? You didn't want to go by yourself. You're not popular enough to be different. Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not. No, I, I don't know why I didn't go. I, just, I don't know. You know, some things timing-wise, it just didn't work out. But yeah. fucking would have loved to go to that show. Yeah. But, and City Gates. I can't see Debbie Lane's name on that one. I was having a look. Yeah, for some reason I didn't... Um, I think he's playing with him again now. But, um, yeah, I think there's a funny story with one of the, the songs here. Um, Deepest Night, which is another classic kind of Charles, you know, beautiful wordplay. Um, I remember him introducing the songs and saying that it was, uh, you know, had the opportunity to write a song for a movie, and I think it might have been mm. the Jim Owen movie that yeah. came out at the time. Um, and I think he put that song forward to the movie people, and kind of was told, uh, kind of was faced with the rejection from not being on the the new Jim Owen movie, which is ridiculous because <laughs> it's it's like I think um, for mine probably the strongest um, track on on the album. Like it's really you know. Never grab the bull by the horns and I grab the tail. Like, you know, just really beautiful writing. Um, and I think the other highlight on that record for me as well was uh, introducing me to a fantastic version of the Triffids Raining Pleasure. Yeah. Like, that's that was... It's such an inc- a beautiful version. I guess I hadn't noticed that, you know, when people cover songs, like, you can sometimes, like, knowing the original kind of not mm. really realizing actually how incredibly beautiful that track is yeah and and, and charles really really did a great job of that i just remember the first time i even knew of the triffids was probably bob evans covering wide open road oh and stolen songbook yeah, yeah. and that was yeah. like my first introduction and sort of went back from there and i don't know um born sandy devotional was just such a fucking epic record Oh yeah, and that's that's sort of different. Even to you know, hearing the song in a completely new light, having known yeah, it's the like song. Yeah, like the reverse yeah. situation where you hear someone covering it and then mm. go back from there. After that, though, his solo stuff was with the Javagos. Yeah, um, the first album under that name was with was, was it, the album after City Gates, or was there one in between? No, I'm pretty sure, unless I'm making it up wrong. I think it went City Gates through to Blue Atlas. Yeah, and Blue um, Atlas with Chicago's. Yeah, and like yeah. very heavy on the strings. I think Matty Vale, um, a longtime collaborator, he did a lot of the um, the string parts, I mm. believe, or, or arranged them. And an incredible album, like just sonically mm. really powerful. Um, again, um, great tracks, and I think 
I think once it's it's funny with Chuck's stuff. I think with every album that came out, it was just like, oh, this is my he's getting better, and this is my new favorite. This is better. <laughs> this is my new favorite. And um, yeah, it, you know, mm. and City Gates. Uh, and sorry, um, Blue Atlas. Blue Atlas um, definitely did that again. Mm. And then it was Good China, and then he put out the new one as well, which just came out last year. So there's been two albums, two um, Chivago albums. So there was probably my favourite record is um, uh, the one with the neighbours and the hearts, bleeding heart, thy neighbour, something like that. I can't remember the title of the record. I'm oh. thinking of with the boat on the front. No, no, that so that was the most recent. That's the most recent. There was one in between. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's amazing. I can't believe I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'll have to quickly look it up. Speaking uh, of some someone who does run pub trivia. Yeah, I know, right? Um, love your crooked neighbour with your crooked heart. Um, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> it's it's rich and um, and dark as well. It's probably one of the um, one of the more darker records. And and again with his writing, because it's mm. funny. I was speaking to Charles about um, about writing. Um, I think we were at one of the some kind of conferency thing and it was someone had said look with songwriting you 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 either got it or you don't and and charles kind of put his hand up and said no i don't think that's true and i think i'm kind of living proof of that he kind of fessed up to the fact that a lot of his earlier stuff it wasn't so you know it was pretty raw songwriting and probably wasn't trying to do a lot like you know um you know, as as much as I love nipple, for example, yeah, of of the ice cream hands early stuff. Like it's 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 a great pop song, but I think even Charles himself would. It's probably far removed from the serious world of the oh the yeah the song, right? And then like um, melodically and instrumentally, it's a beautiful chord change is a wonderful kind mm. of thing. But yeah, there's there's deeper and different songwriting can go on to, but that's mm. the thing. Like I, I agree with him and that it's not, you've got it or you're not because mm. everyone starts off writing a whole batch of shitty songs mm. and then they get really good. And then they write a whole bunch of decent songs. And then if you are lucky enough to be able to continue writing and having a career in music and continue writing and doing that, you actually write a whole lot of deeper songs and mm. then you continue on getting better and better because you learn from what you've done. Well, that's it. Like it really, it's just like everything. Yeah. You know, the more you do something, the better you get at it. Yeah. And I think especially... No one starts off perfect. No, no, that's it. But I think especially with that, with that record, Mm. it was, it was like, um, it just went up another level and, and, um, yeah. And especially with, again, Justin Rudge, again, a long time producer of of Charles' stuff, um, worked on that record and, I think uh, the stories I heard was probably uh, he was quite drink, drinking quite heavily during <laughs> the re- recording of that one, which probably um, yeah added to the just that um, the kind of mood that that comes across. But that's probably my favorite. It's so funny. I actually I rem- remember the covers and listening to Blue Atlas and the most recent one quite vividly, but I don't remember that one at all. Do yourself a favour, mate. Oh, God, yeah, we'll be now. <laughs> I will be now, but I just don't remember it coming out. Well, yeah. We were just discussing earlier that that's one of the best things about this podcast is hearing people talk about what they love yeah. and then you falling in love with it either for the first time or again. Because mm. sometimes you love something, you forget about it, 
someone else loves it and talks to me and go, fuck, I need to go listen to that again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, and it's great. Yeah, I'm often going away from episodes just going, oh, I should listen to that again. Just putting something on and going, okay, okay. It's been a while, but it's given me a reason to listen to it again. So, how did uh, Jenkins come to produce you? So, over the years of being that creep hanging out at uh at most being very derogatory tonight to yourself <laughs> i must say look i i dave garnham's autobiography over the years of being that creep <laughs> well it's i i know where i where i stand <laughs> <laughs> I, I i know what i've done I've, I've been with me for every day of my life i think i, 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 I choose not to remember songs <laughs> But um, yeah, just going to the to a lot of his gigs and saying yeah. day over time and um, yeah, we we did a gig together, you know, before I left town when I, I mm. yeah. So after doing a couple of gigs together and just keeping in touch, bumping into each other years, enough and yeah. yeah, and then also through um through the Telstra Road to Tamworth as it was called when I first. Uh, well, I is it now? Is something Discovery? The Telstra Road to Discovery. Road so to Discovery. This before it was kind of. I, I know "cool's" probably the wrong word, but there wasn't probably so much stigma with people entering these. Um, yeah. These programs, um, and you know, and like a lot of big names come on as supporters and mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like I think what nowadays I think maybe even Josh Pike and. There's a heap of stuff that then Charles has become one of them, but mm. yeah, um, I was kind of there as it was making the turn from being the road to Tamworth, yeah, to the road to Discovery, and um, yeah, um, actually got to collaborate with Charles. Okay, so he was on board at that point. Yeah, kind yeah. of just just as just as I, um, I was one of the winners in 2010, 2011. Mm. Um, he kind of came on board, and we we got closer, and yeah. And actually used some of the money. That's the like not that I'm. <laughs> this is turning into an ad for the uh, <laughs> for the road to discovery. Um, but, it's uh, all right. You're advertising something that no longer exists. Road to Tamworth. Go for it. All right, right. <laughs> um, and uh, so it was kind of a bespoke package. So instead, yeah. So I could actually take a portion of the prize pack and and actually put it towards making the album which we flew mm. both charles jenkins and justin rudge up from melbourne um sweet up, up to darwin and, and made the tracks and yeah and 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 i would even go as far to say we're mates now what do you reckon he bring to your record coming in like having not really you've known him a little bit mm. what did having him on board do for the record i think definitely um it it was great having the two producers there. Like yeah, Justin yeah. was was um a, a big on the technical, but just um in terms of changing the songs, in terms of either cutting out, um, I think knowing what to cut out yeah um, was a big part, and also just a, a few lines which um which Charles was knew probably had to change, which yeah. was um which I think is is an important process as a songwriter because I think because you you can be that involved and it's like you know, too close to it sort of yeah thing. yeah but definitely. then again you also need someone who produces you to know where it needs to go like there's mm. a million different producers with a million different visions for where something will go that will change a song in as many different ways but knowing that you liked child stuff and child stuff was kind of you know 
you respected where he would take it. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. You know, you got to if you're um, taking advice from someone, it probably helps if you respect <laughs> them. Um, and yeah, and in terms of um, people I respect as songwriters, there's uh, there's really not much more than than old Chuckles Jenko. He's a, he's an absolute monster, <laughs> of a, monster of a songwriter. And so you reckon you got a new record coming out soon? The plan is, yeah, to record a heap of stuff. And I don't know the way that the the industry keeps saying as opposed to putting out albums while we're uh we're little known uh and and making our way up hopefully is to to spread out the the releases yeah you know make film clips tour all the things that we didn't do with the first album <laughs> but uh yeah You're like let's just get this out there yeah yeah it's like oh wait we've got songs let's record them and then now uh, put them on itunes um but you know we're learning every day thanks dave pleasure thank, thank you thank you and uh, check out Ice Cream Hands if you get the chance. You can check out Dave Garnham on his website. You can check out Dave Garnham touring around. You can check out us at splittingcases.com. All the links are there. Sleep.